here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We're here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week I'm joined by the one-time Dimp Digital gaming quiz champion, it's Pac-Man himself. It's Tom Adcock. How's it going? Hello, mate. Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. Good. Not bad. So for those... Late w- call-in. Late call-in. We'll get to that, certainly, because there's been a... Uh, uh, you know, someone stepped out of line policy-wise, didn't pay child getting involved, and uh, you've been drafted in at late notice, but we will get to that. Um, for those watching, Adcock's set himself up on the video so you can see his little... What he really looks like. He doesn't look like the fella with the headset and the top off laying in his bed like that that picture is not a true representation could have audio gremlins mind you we've been sitting here for half hour <laughs> trying to suss things out i think we've got there to sort of the low standard that we set um and yeah we'll, we'll see how we go on that so mr adkins was originally scheduled to be on here he um Obviously, we, we know that we've invested a lot of time and money into that that young man because of the, uh, the the great insight that he offers. But unfortunately, he decided to go on a, an absolute mental rampage last night, smashing Wakering up of her, doing all sorts around Southend. And he's out of commission today. Hangover, withdrawal symptoms, who knows? But we've offered him a rehab program. Um, we're going to have to reconsider what we're going to do with that microphone that we paid out for him because that came straight out of the central funds. And one week later... He's got himself in a state where he's not fit to work, so we'll be dealing with that internally. Uh, but we will be publicly revealing all the outcomes of that because that's just good for you guys. So follow the Twitter channels. Um, Mr. Adcock, it's been a while. How you been? Yeah, not bad, thanks, mate. A um, little bit hungover myself. Not Adkins levels, but <laughs> had a few drinks last night. Late night, 3 a.m. end. That's too late. That is late. There's no need. Yeah. Just a pub as well, but just... What are these pubs doing house. over until 3am? No, they weren't. Like, he goes, oh, I live in Cambridge. He doesn't live in Cambridge. He's about 25 minutes from Cambridge. So adding that on, getting to a car. You know, like it's weird when you get drunk as well. It went from like about 11.20 to about 2.20 in about three yeah. minutes, it felt. And I was like, right, where's that gone? Yeah. Um, and then I spend the night. I'm too old for it. Like sleeping on his couch, leather couch, really sticky and humid. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. It's horrible. It wasn't nice. Well, the good thing is you still made it here, so that's the important yes, thing. At late notice, sort of, I thought it definitely got plans, but as usual, you just sort of sitting around doing not a lot and had time to, to set up the video. Mate, watching films, getting into that film, me and, me and Atkins, the only ones who post into that film I group. I posted so. one yesterday. I watched A Quiet Mate. Place. Oh, did you? Yeah, I posted Two. it in there. Yes. I didn't know. That's probably drunk when that happened. Uh, what would you give it? Seven. Yeah. I didn't, like, the... I didn't like the first one, though. I thought I think I might have given that a less score. Um, I didn't like some parts in it, and there's just I won't go into it because it revolves around the plot, but there's things that annoyed me. We'll discuss off air. But if the people want it, if they put and in pocket, patreon.com forward slash digital they can get a movie podcast out of us if they give us enough money. So I'd be well up for this. Yeah, exactly. So he's up for it. Um, up to you guys, isn't it? Your own decisions. Death loop. Let's get straight into it because last week, Adkins and I kind of speculated on the, uh, the score that might come in. I think low eighties, we both gave it. 84 from you. I think 80, Three two, two. Yeah. yeah which i think was fair given what we'd seen anyway i wake up monday morning have my breakfast actually i don't eat breakfast mondays just went straight to lunch but by lunchtime um i saw the scores rolling in and it was around an 88 89 on on open critic and the disaster of it was that i saw that there were 10 out of 10s being handed out by the likes of GameSpot, ign and it was just higher than I had expected. And I thought, well, 
I've got Watch Dogs Legion on the back burner being played slowly. Should I just dive into this? And I, I, I've made the decision just to jump in because there was a lot of extremely high praise and there wasn't really any low praise. It was like either great or good. And I was like, that's a pretty good place to be for the game. So I digitally ordered it on the Monday night as a discount on the PSN store and uh, managed to get the uh, um, the the money, the wallet top up for PSN at a cheaper rate as well. So I think it worked out about 42 quid in the end, which I thought was not bad for a day one Ooh, digital, very nice. digital jobby. No trading value though. So that was my rationale. I kind of was had one eye on it, but didn't really expect to be chasing it down. And then Tuesday I'm sitting there playing it. What um what say you? Is it was this sitting there and you was like right countdown mode? I'm waiting for Deathloop, like it's it's the big game for September. That's what I'm interested in. Or again, was it saw the reception and thought right, I'm gonna jump in on this? Yeah, exactly that. The uh, I think like the PlayStation just you know well, I guess gaming generally for me over the summer is just kind of taking the back seat anyway. That football and it? well yeah, I don't you know you just can't really I, I keep like not jumping off games and like to be honest my house is a bit of a mess we're having a lot of work done so just the actual setup Jesus. is physically quite difficult at the moment it's annoying um but anyway playstation sitting there collecting dust and yeah no i, I knew it was coming out i you know i'm not really a first person shooter type guy and i didn't really have much of an interest i saw the trailer and thought mm, you know interesting concept that was it but yeah, saw those reviews drop and I was like, fucking hell, right, okay, might as well give it a go. So, similar to you, except for non-digital. Yeah. You know, done a little Google for UK best price for Deathloop and there it was at base.com. Annoyed me though, because ordered Monday, had some problem with delivery, came Wednesday. Uh, to be fair, it's not Amazon Prime, mate. Like, Monday, I, I'd expect it went. That's good, I think. No. Like, if you had it on pre-order oh. since last week, I'd be well with you. I'd be like, yeah, it should be coming day one. But I didn't on. play it till Friday anyway, so I don't know why I'm complaining. But <laughs> there, there yeah. you go. Well, reviews can make a difference. They're a useful barometer. We might get into that later on if we don't take too much time talking about Deathloop. So you played, you've given it one session as far as I know, a couple of hours sort of in the tutorial area. Uh, I've finished it and I've played a little bit sort of not post game, but like dabbled a bit more with like some of the optional stuff and the invasion mode. Yeah. I had a little go at that this morning playing as like Juliana who comes in and sort of in- yeah. invades the game. So I'm ready to sort of give a full report on it. So um, I'm prepared to do that, but I would, I do want to just touch with you first of all, and let you kind of give us your early impressions of it because I, I'm wondering in my head whether it's similar to mine and I don't want to lead you, but I'll let you just kind of high level what what are you thinking? Is it is it worth your investment so far? And are you are you are you looking forward to getting more stuck into it? Yeah, I, I've had a couple of goes on it now. Um, I think maybe I'm just, I, yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'm not through the tutorial because I don't really understand where. In fact, I don't know if I am or not. Maybe makes me feel like I am still in this tutorial. Although I can now go to any like day and time that I want. So maybe yeah. I'm not. Who knows? Yeah. Does that mean I'm out of it? Then? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's. We'll talk about the infusion system later. Um, that's like probably the last part of that. But once you can kind of freely choose where, what you, yeah. where you do things, and if you've got leads coming up that you can track, then yeah, in my that, eyes, yeah. you're kind of you're kind of there already. Um, okay. So, so yeah. yeah, I like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm quite confused still. Yeah. But I'm leaning on my like Hades knowledge. I know, like, you yeah. know, well, you know, I guess it is kind of similar in there's a loop. Mm. And I remember being very confused on that. And just by repetition, you do eventually learn how all the systems work. Because I think that's the thing. System-wise, very confused. Yeah. I've now, I think, got my head around the actual makeup of the game. So you've got the four areas. Yeah. You've got four times a day. Correct. And then you can visit any of those times a day and areas at any point you want yep. by just forwarding time, waiting. And then the loop resets. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously to clear, I've got to kill these. Is it nine visionaries? Eight, or seven, yeah, eight of them. Eight. Yeah, okay. there's seven, and then in, Juliana's one as well. Okay, so in one day, played. that's the aim, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, I got that. But yeah, I don't really understand because obviously at the moment I keep losing all my weapons. And I feel like the, the, there's a way that although 
you've got to kill them all in one run. I'm guessing you've got to kill them all individually at first to kind of gain some extra powers to make your the final loop achievable. Yeah, I will get into that actually because that's kind of one of my criticisms of of one of the features of it. But um, yeah, you're you're correct. I think it, it, it's it's interesting you mentioned Hades. It's what I thought of as well. In the that's not a time loop because everyone kind of remembers and in the the story everyone comes along on the story with you. But it's the same mechanic, like you restart from, yeah. from scratch almost, and you, and you go back out there and kind of until you break it and escape out of out of Hades. That's like the aim of the game of that one. So it's definitely mechanically very similar in that in that sense, um, which was which was interesting because we've had a, had a few of these. I've been hearing Returnals very much like that as well, like three games in the last twelve months, like quite high profile, and also a lot of films. Like there's, I feel like a, like a, a day loop is becoming a real like, genre now. Yeah. What was that I, Tom I Cruise seen... one that I liked? World of Tomorrow, The Tom Edge Cruise. of Tomorrow. Yeah, Live Die Repeat, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. There's another one called Palm Springs that came out recently. I've where seen that. It's good. It's comedy. It's um, yeah. Andy Samberg like stuck in a like a wedding day. It's decent. Oh, and then I watched another one called. Yeah, it's a uh, like the worst set. Is it a hot day? Uh, Right it is pretty hot. I think they're in the desert. Oh, yeah. poor bloke. There is a swimming pool though. Okay. Um, and I watched another one called Boss Level, like really video game centric one. But yeah, like real, like that. It was like Groundhog Day got made in like whatever '85. Oh, yes. No one touched it for 25 years, and now all of a sudden they're gone. This really is good for like storytelling, and yeah, they've gone nuts. Do you know that on Groundhog Day there is a, I think it's a canon slash official sequel, VR game. That was made about four years ago. No, I did not know this. Have a look up for it. I'm pretty sure it's like all been like signed off. And it's like, yeah, this is proper. But it's weird. The second like entry to Groundhog Day is a VR game. Fucking hell. No, yeah, I did more, not have a look. More loops going on. Um, yeah, get them in there, mate. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to say on Deathloop before I start babbling right for the big thing um only the i mean again i'm getting because i think you get some like weird and wonderful weapons that i have not even touched on yet at the moment i find stealth works absolutely best yeah. for me yeah yeah i wasn't really getting on with the i don't know if it's me i'm not good at like first person shooters anyway so i was struggling a bit and you get put down pretty easy again probably early game yeah um but yeah i find i can i do much better um with that but no i think that's yeah i mean i mean i'm enjoying it i won't say it's I can't say it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece yet. I've not really even scratched the surface, really. But yeah. it's intriguing. And, it, you know, I'm I'm keen to go back for more, which, considering how much I've bounced around lately, yeah, that's, that's good already. Good. So I, I've, we're both playing it on the PS5, and I I may probably pop on it this week a few times just to have a more a bit more of a play around. But I'm playing it on the, the PS5. Uh, got the old Pulse 3D headset on. If that is actually useful for if you get invaded to hear the footsteps a couple of times uh, okay. i've heard her creeping behind me and then like it's sort of giving away a position it's actually saved my ass a couple of times so that's a little pro tip there for people for just they're struggling um so i'm playing on the ps5 3d pulse headset installed and, and working i actually like arcane as well like i've played most of their like more recent games like prey um, I think I gave Prey a bit of a hard time because I felt like it unraveled a bit towards the back end. Like it was just like go from one end of the space station to the other and then back again. And I was getting annoyed with that. But what you can do in that game with experimentation and like building your character out is really deep. So that's you can like mimic any item in the game. Like you can roll around a cup and then get into like a little small crevice and then unlock a terminal or whatever. So the depth of that game is really cool. Dishonored 1 also they done. Dishonored. Yeah, yeah Dishonored. They're, sort right, of the, okay. they're the ones that I'm familiar with. So I've enjoyed yeah. their games for the most part. They're never perfect, but they're always trying something a bit different, a bit more out there. So I've always had an eye on their games. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at in terms of like history with, with Arcane and, and these type of games. The setup for the actual game itself should start there. You play as Colt. Um, he wakes up on this island. It's called Black Reef. He's got a stinking hangover, so probably not as bad as Adkins, sort of a bit worse than yours, that little little middle ground for him. He's got no idea, no memory of what's going on, so he's in the same position as you as the player. 
which is always an interesting perspective. There's a, a lady called Juliana who keeps contacting him via radio, starts speaking to him. You can kind of tell that she knows him, like they've they've spoke before, but obviously in, in this scenario, Colt doesn't remember, and you as a player have no idea who she is. And after a little bit of exploration, a little bit of tutorialing, a few back and forths with, with Juliana, um, it's kind of revealed that Colt's stuck in a time loop of one day. So it's, it's one day that he's stuck in, and the only way to break the loop is to kill what they call visionaries, um, and there's eight of them, like I said. And these are... Uh, <laughs> They're essentially like the big cheeses who seem to look after like various operational or scientific stuff on the island. So they're not like low ranked people. They're normally like in an office somewhere or they've got their own <clears throat> their own house or something like that. Um, and the key thing is only Juliana and Cole retain any knowledge the next time the loop restarts. So if you have an encounter with a visionary or an NPC that goes sour you go back there the next day, they're not going to remember who you are or what you're doing. It's only these two characters that have that knowledge and retain anything. So that's the kind of setup for it. As to whether it delivers a, a good sort of story and narrative, I'd say a little bit on the no side. Like, the concept's great. Like, I love the, the concept, especially for a video game, which just makes so much sense. I think we may have spoke about this when we were talking about Hades. Like, it's the most sensual thing in a video game. Like, it just... You can die and carry on. It's like, yeah, this is exactly kind of like what's happening. The setting's really cool. It's like a lo-fi sort of 60s look. Not quite as advanced as Alien, but sort of looking a little bit that way. Big, like, chunky keyboards, all that good stuff. Um, But, yeah, I just found that... It's just tricky because a lot of the, the story comes through talking to Juliana and finding out things from her, but <clears throat> also finding like audio logs and notes. That's a big part of the game is like reading someone's computer or finding a piece of paper. And it's just never the most satisfying way to deliver a, a particular story. Now, outside of like the basic understanding that we've got to break the time loop and kill these eight people, there's, you know, there's, I don't think there's a really great deal of like interesting like substance underneath that. Like you find out stuff about mysteries about the island and cult and all that stuff sort of all there in the background sort of as you unravel things. But you know, it never really felt like it meant anything. Like it was a bit throwaway. Like the it's very much focused on this goal of like break the loop, one day, bang, get it right. Which is fine, but don't expect like a big saga <laughs> of like complex reasoning as to what's going on and why, all that sort of stuff. Just sort of I didn't feel was was there really and i think that's where the design of the game makes it difficult to do that because you're kind of setting these walls up where you don't really they don't really take control of you as cults they can't really do a cutscene and like have someone sitting there telling you the the war and peace of what's what you've got you're, what you're about to do next it has to kind of be delivered to the player in a dynamic way and one of the only ways to do that is through audio notes and whatnot so it is tricky. Hades, I feel like, done a much better job with a similar concept. Um, but again, as we mentioned earlier, everyone's brought along on the ride of that. Like everyone's, oh, you just died again, and it's like it's part of the, the storytelling. So I'd say on that front, it's a little bit weak. Um, voice acting's great. Like Juliana and Colt, really good. Like you can tell they've got some chemistry going on there. You won't get tired of hearing them babble and them talking. Um, and then on the on the performance side, I have actually had a couple of issues. Funnily enough, they only happened in the very first sort of like, or maybe the second like tutorial stage where the game would freeze and I couldn't move, but the music was still playing. The first time I sat there for about a minute and a half and I was like, I've just got to close the app at this stage. So I just opened the PS5 menu, closed it. Second time, I did it again in a very, very similar position. But after about 40 seconds, it unfroze froze again, 20 seconds unfroze, froze again, 10 seconds unfroze, and then let me sort of get out. So that was a bit strange. Um, and then I got stuck in the pause menu once, hit the old whatever button that's called now, couldn't move or exit it. So from that side, that only ever happened in the first two, three hours of the game. I had no issues after that. So I don't know whether there's, I was partic- there's an area in the game where it's particularly spotty early on or whether I got unlucky, but... I'm assuming you didn't experience that in your opening couple of hours. 
No, I've had nothing, mate. Absolutely fine so far. Mm. What about that new PS4 I've got? Sort of already lagging out, struggling. It's not even the new model, actually. So I heard the new one overheats, and then other people tell me it doesn't, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, for those interested, there are three sort of modes. You've got performance, which is 60 FPS, ray tracing, which is 30, and then quality, which is unlocked but higher resolution hits about 50 i've only played it okay. performance so not really you know been, been experienced with that but looks nice looks like a decent decent looking game on that that side of things um any questions so far because a bit of a wall of sort of information just chucked at you no i mean it's annoying because i felt like the story was like one of the the intriguing things about it um and you've just shut that down now so i'm like right the only thing is actually, do you know what? When you, you couldn't write a film about, about this, is what I say. Like, it just doesn't have yeah, you, a plot point. Well, yeah, does, you know what? I know actually, what it is. Yeah, I am actually okay with it because I think you know when you hear it's all ten out of ten and ball to wall great scores, it's nice for someone to sort of bring it down to earth a bit because now expectations are a little bit lower. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll uh, actually enjoy it a little bit more than you did because I'm just not expecting uh, this like no don't ex- don't expect the last of us don't expect yeah. the god of god of wars that sort it's just not i don't even expect hades like that's a far better narrative in my view it's just yeah. it's just not that type of game it, it leans more into the experience i guess of the game yeah telling the story which some people clearly have a you know have an interest in um, how does it work with Juliana then like does she because obviously you can play as her from the oh, like as soon as I started playing the game it gave me the option to protect the loop or break the loop so I was like alright so that's obviously playing as her and invading mm. but is it a timed like are there key sequences in the game where she'll come so, or she can just pop in it she can pop in it so the, the Juliana you're right when you load the game there's two options like break the loop or protect the loop break the loop you play as Colt protect the loop you play as Juliana uh, mine didn't unlock until after I'd done the tutorial. Ah, so if you tried it, enough, bit, yeah. you wouldn't have been able okay, to. But yeah, it would have been yeah. there as an option. It just would have been greyed out if you clicked it. But yep. yeah, so the, the invasions are, from what I understand, from what I've read, because I, I did read an email they sent me actually, and it was like, oh, tips and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, most way through the game, I was like, I wonder if I've missed anything. I was intrigued. Like, can I just get invaded randomly? Turns out you, you'll only get invaded if there's a visionary in the location you're at. So when you uh, okay. when you choose your location, it will tell you who's there at that time. So a little little picture will come up. So if there's someone yeah. there, you're open to be invaded. Um, oh, yeah. And there's three options. You've got online, which means any old fucker can come along and matchmake and say, look, I want an open game. And it'll go, oh, Tom's on there. Let's just chuck him in there. And then they'll they'll come in and play as Juliana and either kill you or you'll kill them. Uh, Juliana's only got one life. Colt's got three. So you can yeah. die three times before you die as Colt and the loop resets. So that's handy to... Oh, hang on. So if I play as Juliana coming to your game, I've actually got to kill you three times. Or you've got to die yeah, three times. Yeah, I've got to die three times. Yeah, so if I fell off okay. a building and died, that counts, obviously. If the, vision, if, yeah. the, if the Eternalists, who are like the fodder enemies in the game, if they kill you, that counts as well. Just that you might yeah. you might even invade and I'm free like a two two or one life down like that that's happened to me when I've already died and then someone's come in late doors I'm like right they're at a real advantage here, um, so the invasions when you're cult are very disruptive but they can only happen at those times. Um, I tried the other mode so I, it, by default it left online on and for about two thirds of the game I left it on. And there was a couple of times when I was like, there was a certain thing I wanted to do at a certain time of day. It was in the morning on a specific map. And I'd go in, as soon as I got out the door, invasion. And you can't just leave. You can't just, when you get invaded, you can't just go oh, back yeah, to the Oh yeah, the tunnels. doors lock, don't they? The, the doors lock when Juliana invades. Yeah. You have to go to a point in the map and unlock the uh, the doors on an antenna, like hack it with your little device that you've got. So you can't just bail out. You could pull the internet plug out, I suppose. You could just that would that would do it. But I got invaded on this same thing like four times in a row. Like I was just trying to do this one thing. It's like a five minute job, and I just wanted to get to A, get back, and then I'm done. Every time some fucker would come in and invade me. And I tell you what, I won three out of the four. So it wasn't like I was getting bombed every time. But what was happening was Juliana drops like a shitload of stuff. And at that point, we'll talk. I'll talk about the infusion and you know resi, resi, residium later on. But she drops a load of stuff that you can you can harvest and keep, and it just 
fundamentally kind of upgraded my character really quickly. So rather than risk going to point A and doing what I was going to do, I was back in the tunnels and infusing stuff and keeping stuff. So what happened was, after that, that incident, I'd have been invaded a few times before that, probably had about 60-70% win record, because you've got a couple of lives and whatnot. But by the time I'd been invaded that many times, it felt like it was quite often, I'd, I'd, I'd equipped all the powers. So you know what you said earlier where you, you get the power from killing the visionary? Yeah. That, that was completely lost on me, because I just killed the invaders... And uh, she she, right. she drops whatever powers they're using, and I was like, yeah. oh, it's just if it's, it's expedited like a whole chunk of the game here because I've got the powers off yeah. of Juliana and I've got these fucking shit hot weapons as well. So honestly, about four hours in, I was already like packing some heat, and I was like, right, I'm already like equipped right. to start doing some real damage. So that part of it I felt was a bit unbalanced when I switched it to friends only. Because I knew you had it, although I don't actually think we're friends, so it wouldn't have worked. But I knew Atkins is playing it as well. I was thinking, yeah. he'll, maybe he'll jump in and invade me and whatnot. They, the, the the frequency definitely lowered. And what yeah. happened was, if 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 it wanted to invade me, the game, and, and none of my friends were doing it, it sends an AI in. And they're a little right. bit more manageable for two reasons. One, they're not as skilled. Well, I say that. Some of the people that came into the... Like, one person came in and fell off a cliff straight away and again i was just rewarded with all this stuff i was like i haven't even done anything <laughs> another bloke came in left left the body there just died and i was like brilliant just got all this free stuff like hooked all that up so they're not always as clever but she comes at you like whereas some of those rats like sit there hiding and stuff so yeah they, they disrupt you in that way <clears throat> so what was i saying so anyway yeah so that they they happen less less often with the ai um and like i said they're a bit more come towards you a bit more of a straight battle you win or you lose and then it's the end of it but the second reason why it was was better in my view was that there was no lag like a couple of well i'd say a couple of times i'd say 40 50 percent of the time when i had someone invade me they were like jumping all over the place and it was really really difficult to kill and one time they managed to like they weren't using powers. It was just the internet was lagging and it was rubber bands and all this stuff. And I got stabbed and died. And I was like, oh, fuck. I got really annoyed with it when that happened. And that was the time. I was like, I'm not being funny. I feel like I'm 70 the way, 70% of the way through this. I'm going to turn that onto friends only and see what the difference is. And it removes that problem. Like the connection is a bit spotty. And when I went and played as Juliana, I played about five games. Two of them were like that. And I was like, right. I couldn't move. Colt just killed me. I was like, bloody hell, this is like, this is So I felt like the invasion stuff just is a little bit unbalanced. Like I got It made me very comfortable very quickly, which some people yes. might like, but it took away that whole process of, oh, I've got to kill them in their sort of natural state where they are without me manipulating stuff. That was all just mm-hmm. removed because I didn't need to do it anymore. I was a bit like, meh. Not all that. And then, as I said, I played as Juliana a few times. That has its own progression tree. So each time you... There's loads of like what they call feats, which are basically challenges. So one might be survive for three minutes, kill Colt, uh, kill Colt with a shotgun, and kick Colt off a build. Like all, and these these are all like... You don't have to do them in specific instances. They're just there all the time. And you'll get 25 points, 50 points, 100 points, whatever it might be. Then you'll rank up and it'll give you new equipment, blah, blah, blah. You unlock clothes for cult and things like that and yeah. oh, so is there no actual value in doing it as juliana like mid game to then like upgrade cult it's a separate no it's a separate yeah thing. the only thing you unlock right. is outfits for him which uh, you know you can't even see yourself because it's first person right. so not really that good so it's, only, it's, it's good as a separate mode i wouldn't yeah. recommend going in it until you finished it though because you'll dive into scenarios where people are ahead of you yeah potentially yeah, yeah. and you'll be like oh that's one way it plays out. Well, that's how it plays out. Like you'll just you'll notice yeah, that. A little bit of a shame, really, because it's a really good idea, but clearly, I've never liked the idea actual... of invasions. Oh, I do because I like a lot of Dark Souls and stuff. That's I think it's well, a fun. Do you invade other people though? Not really, except for in the new one, Demon Souls. Yeah, a, you get to play as like a, a there's a boss character mm. and. Yeah, you could if you invade on that level, 
you get to play as the boss and right. you get to like absolutely murk people, which is good. So I really enjoyed that. But, but I'm right. Speaking, I'm right like, in saying though, like you invade as your character, whatever you get, you come back to your single player game and you can upgrade your campaign. Yeah. It's not a separate. Normally it's just the, this one you get to play as the boss. Okay. So yeah, that's a bit different, but yeah, in, yeah, exactly. So in this, cause it's separate. Yeah. There's no, like you said, there's no benefit to doing it because Colt doesn't, other than a new outfit, you don't really get anything yeah. out of it. So I don't know. I remember Doom Eternal were thinking of doing it and off sound of it then I was a bit like, oh, I don't, don't like Because you, what you get, like I said, you get sh- people that are really shit that drop in and leave yeah. and you get given a load of stuff which, granted, makes the game easier but then it's like, what's, what it's kind of like expediting a lot of the bits and pieces. Yeah. And inevitably you get the gods that just obliterate you which is fine a few times but if you get a few in a row you're not going to be you're yeah. not gonna be happy, especially when like some of the activities you're trying to do are really like small, like literally go to this computer and read something. You're like, oh, just want to get through this bit so I can move on yeah. with the leads and whatnot. But that's kind of like the invasion part of it covered, I think. Um, it's a bit hit and miss in, in my view. I know some people really like it, other people won't. The good thing is it's flexible. Like if you don't like the idea of being invaded more often, put it onto like single player or whatever it's called or offline or, or friends only if you don't mind that but if you want to farm i'd say leave it on because you'll get a few idiots and you'll reap the rewards yeah. of that when they when they come in um is there are intense moments of it like don't get me wrong like when another player's in there and you're like you've just finished doing something important and you've got some stuff that you want to infuse you're like shit i need to get back now and someone comes in you're like oh this is now this is now complicated oh, things yeah. Explain to me this infusion system because I really don't know what this is. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. So if you die in, you know, if you die in in death loop, die three times in a, in a single location at a single time, your lives reset each time you move location. So that's something to keep in mind. You have to keep three lives throughout, you know, the four sessions of the day. Um, you've got this currency called residium. Okay. And that's basically your experience, your souls, your currency. Okay, so you pick that up from killing people like Juliana or killing a visionary. But there's also, I don't know if you've seen them, like these little objects that glow in the world. Yeah, what's that about? You can collect it from that. So you might get like 500 residium once you've unlocked the ability to, and you can harvest it from that. And what you use residium for is to to infuse powers, uh, weapons, or trinkets. So... If you've done that, if you've infused, if, you, if you've gained a load of residium, grabbed a weapon, infused the gun, if you die, that will be in your loadout next time you die. It won't, You won't lose it. Yep. So what it is, it's a method for you to, to build your arsenal out, um, which, is, which is really handy. So say, like I said, you get a really nice weapon... And you might be, you might go into this this location and think, right, I'm going to go to this office and get this code that it wants me to get. And then on the way, you might find a really nice weapon and think, oh, you know what? I might abandon that plan now. I want to keep this weapon. I better get back to the tunnels before Juliana comes in or before I get killed. So you head back to the tunnels because that's the only place you can infuse it. You can't do it on the fly. You have to get back to sort of like your little safety bit in the tunnels, um, infuse your weapon, and then you know you've got it safe then. And, uh, yeah, you can do that for weapons. The powers, like I mentioned, there's, I think there's five of those um, in total. You've got Shift, Aether, Nexus, Havoc, and Carnesis. And I can explain what they are if, if, if you're interested, but you'll unlock those reasonably quickly. Um, and then trinkets are like little buffs that you can apply to Cult. So you can apply four to Cult, and it might be like take less damage, increase your health, um, increase the speed of your hacking get, get gizmo, um, increased sprint, sprint speed. You could you could equip those four, but there's like dozens and dozens of these, so you can find stuff that suits your play style. Um, and then you can get. You, um, I was gonna say, if you go out into the world, you find your little shotgun, you're loving life. You head back to your caves, yeah. like your rat tunnel. But you get put down on the way. Mm-hmm. Would that shotgun be in the same spot, or does that respawn? No, because right. the loop resets. Okay. So this is the thing about the loop, the whole time loop thing. Everyone does the same thing at the same time every single day. Yeah. So you can learn the patterns. You can learn where the enemies are going to be, which is handy. But once you've learned that, it's kind of like there's no dynamic gameplay to be had. Like once you've learned a route, 
through a, so, yeah. a specific way. Like it's, there's, there's no change there. It won't, it's not like yeah. Hades where where the actual challenge changes because they move you around in rooms. So you get different yeah. enemies and different layouts and whatnot. You don't don't have that issue. Anything that's happened, you know, in that loop is is reset, unless you've infused oh, yeah. it, goes back to where it was. But then you can go back and get it because you know where it is. So one of the one of the key terms of it, they're like knowledge is power, and it really does play on that. Like the whole system is about you gaining knowledge and using that knowledge to manipulate these eight people, so that you can you can fit them into four opportunities throughout the day. And that's the way, obviously, the the idea of the game is that you, through time, you learn their patterns. You you might do something that makes a character appear somewhere else in a in a, right. a different time zone alongside another one, which will give you an opportunity to kill them both. So then you've got two rather than one in that that day period. But it's, it I, it holds your hand so much though. Like yeah, everything's everything's got a marker on it. It there's you can choose the way you engage with an enemy like you could go in guns blazing you could go higher you could maybe set a trap lure them all that good stuff but the actual getting people to be where they need to be is, is linear there's no player agency at that point like it's not like that it's not like oh i thought this really cool idea let me try this oh it's made him go over there yeah it's all mapped out you have to do what they say otherwise you can't do it and you won't be able to progress oh, yeah so that's a little. So there's one way to break the loop, essentially. Yeah, and obviously, like you've still got to execute the plan. That's the that's the part they're kind of yeah. leaning on. They want you to execute it properly, but you don't you don't come up with the plan yourself, and you don't deviate from said plan. Like it has to be right. written down in in black and white. So I think that's a little bit of a disappointment because in like Dishonored, for example, like again, like, you can only really kill them or spare them, but the way you get there, because it's, cause it's a, a start on an end of a level, like the way you get there is always going to be different. And that will, yeah. that will be the case of this, but I suspect if you look up online, people breaking the loop, they're going to use a very similar method each time because it's going to be the quickest and most efficient way. And there's no, yeah, there's no, no player agency in that point. So that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a downer, but then it trades it off for the, the whole interesting concept and setting and gameplay that they, they, they try and give you and, and, and offer you but it's not um it's got some it's got a few issues but it's not necessarily a disaster i like the fact that Tom how long did it take you to uh well so i've got 20 hours clocked up on ps5 okay but i probably spent four of those just post messing around like okay. playing as juliana and testing out things and whatnot so it's probably i think most people get it done in less than 15 Depends That's how, good. Depends I'll how quick look. you are, but it's not like a yeah. massively bloated game. Like you could probably mainline it quicker than that, but I was at least at the beginning doing a lot of side stuff. It's just that once I picked yeah. up a few like powerful weapons, I was like, I can almost do what I want here and get away with it. Yeah, interesting. I like that. That is a sweet spot for me. About 12, 15, 12 to fifteen is good. Yeah. The, the other problem is that, or oh, not a problem, time doesn't advance when you're in. So, the way it works out is you've got four locations on Black Reef and there's four times a day. You can only visit one place uh, at one set time of day. So if I, in the morning, I go and visit, oh, yeah, yeah. visit zone one and come out, it will automatically forward to noon and then I can visit I can visit that same place again if I want, but if I visit another place, time That's moves, your one place. That's yeah. your one place. So you've only, you only got four opportunities to do stuff in any, in any, any day. Um where was I going with that? I can't remember what I was going to say now. Think about the time. No idea. Oh, once you're in the time, once you're in the time, once you're in the location, time doesn't move. So it's not. Oh, dynamic. so you spend four hours in a location if you want, and yeah. you, you'll be fine. Yeah. And, right. Okay. I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's because fine. Yeah. You won't want to be like, oh, I've got twenty minutes till the dynamic clock sort of ticks over. Yeah. But then it it does make things very segregated. Like it's like. It's a level at that point that's got no dynamic nature to it. Yeah. Now the maps, the actual locations change over time. Like it gets, it starts snowing throughout the day. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. That's quite cool because what that does is that, as well as like just general things like people unlock their offices at certain times or lock doors at certain times, that stuff does change with each time location. That's cool. But where like the snow falls, it forms ice in certain places. And that might give you a path to like a little cave that you couldn't do before. So there are all these cool things that happen. But again, they're very much 
there's no it's not like procedural this has all been placed and hand placed which is quite good because there's, there's a hell of a lot of like stuff like that little side bits that you can are, are things like that then quite telegraphed as well like would there be a clue to literally say yeah back here when it's yeah. yeah so what you'll do is you'll pick up a note and it might say it'll be like two of the visionaries talking amongst themselves and they'll be like i'll meet here at afternoon on this on this part of the map and then you'll you can then mm-hmm. check you can then like check that particular like clue or lead as they call it and then when you go there at that time it will show you where that place like is. a waypoint then yeah yeah, and yeah. The vast majority you just go there and the thing's there and you can you can do what you need to do there are a few like puzzle elements that don't do that where it's like here's the here's a way you could solve it but we're not going to tell you exactly where or how to do it you have to kind of suss that yep. stuff out but that's that's like there's hardly any of those like probably less than 10 percent of the stuff like particularly on the main path so is a bit handholdy really you're being a little bit negative with this i am but yeah, also I know. you've powered but you've powered through it in a matter of days and stayed in for the after game so like where do you sit yeah well that's the thing because there was definitely a stage where i was like i had the bug for this i was like i'll oh, just one more run one more run one more run then it was like one o'clock in the morning and i was like shit i haven't done this for ages so there's certainly a time it took longer than i thought but there was definitely at like the three to five hour mark where the penny dropped and i felt comfortable with what i was doing yeah that i was just like obsessed with playing this because it was it is good fun for what it is um there's some there's certainly some great moments in there it's just i think the, the part of it is that you kind of I don't, know if, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know what anyone was expecting from this because no one could really... Dis- and, and we're having trouble describing it now and I've played through it. Like There's so many elements to it. But just given that their past history, I felt like a, there might have been a bit more player agency with some of the stuff. And there is, but then there's so much hand-holding, like go here, go there. Then on the other side, I think, would it be a worse game if you were left like, oh... Yeah. It just says go to the warehouse on said island. You're like, what fucking warehouse? You don't know it well enough to know that warehouse A is over yeah. there. So I actually, in, in, there's part of me that thinks they've done the right thing by overcompensating on this side of things because you don't want it to be so obtuse. You're not Dark Souls. Yeah. Like you're yeah. running around, you're like, where the fuck am I going? I've got this item that says woods north, and you're like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I don't know if I'd have enjoyed yeah. that any any better or worse, to be quite honest. But it's, yeah, I think it, it lives and dies in its concept and it comes with some, like, some baggage that they just can't, they couldn't solve necessarily. Like, all the gunplay's pretty good. Like, it still feels not the best. Like, don't expect Destiny levels of, like, mechanics and whatnot, but it's decent enough. Like, it's serviceable. Do the trick. And, like, when you start getting some good weapons and powers and combining those, you can really rip through those fuckers and make yourself feel like a bit of a god. But... There's just there's just a few kind of little niggly issues, but as, as you rightly pointed out, I had the game. I finished it Friday, and I had it. I started playing it Tuesday night. Like I was playing that a hell of a lot in the evenings. Like I just I didn't want to play anything else. So absolutely was a um, gave me the bug, and I was I was steamrolling through it, and I've gone back to it. So it can't be that bad, can it? Exactly. Exactly. Got anything else you want to add to it? Uh, it's probably a shitload of stuff I've not talked about, or people are confused at how it works. But you know, it's there's a reason why it's a hefty tutorial at the beginning. It has to kind of set the scene because it's not a traditional game. Um, it's a bit long in the tooth, but I feel like without that, you'd be just so lost. Like Hades does the opposite. Really, it doesn't really tell you much, does it? You just left to you're like, yeah. oh, that's that dark matters still with me but i'm yeah. losing my coins so in your head you just work it out whereas this is very much yeah that a menu will come up and say this is what happens do this and you'll do it and you're fine so yeah that's that's fine yeah i think overall like it is good it, the 10 out of 10s do mystify me a little bit but i'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad game or an unpolished game because it's other than the, the technical issues i had at the very very beginning it's pretty flawless from that perspective and I just feel like they made those stuff left on the table, and it might have been because of the reviews and whatnot being so high, but solid. It's a new IP at the end of the day, isn't it? And yeah. it's next gen, and yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's it's new, so maybe it's getting a little bump because of that. Yeah, I mean, there's not many games out there like this. 
Like absolutely so, not the not with these sort of production values. In fact, there's none I can think of the top of my head. Like it is quite unique. I know there's a lot of like proper roguelikes. This, this isn't quite that because nothing changes from the yep. next loop. It's just that you, you kind of got to learn the pattern. Um, but it's still like side quests I'm going to go back to and play. So it's you know it's it's good. It's good not good between like on its on its best day it's great. On its bad day it's good. Overall, I'd say. Silver ranking, eight out of ten. Oh, exactly, you got to stick to your guns. You said that before it even came out. I did say that. Eight yeah, out of ten, eighty-four percent. I was, I was fit, fit, like it was never like it's never really in a conversation for a nine for me, but eight point five maybe. But then I thought the invasion stuff. I don't think, and that's just a personal thing. I don't like being fucked about with. Uh, that that kind of brought it down a little bit. Um, and then just some of the, the linear stuff, and then the performance stuff at the beginning. So I think fair's yeah. fair at the end of the day. Um, definitely, like if it's if you're interested now that you've seen or heard a bit more about, it, I'd say dive in. Like you're not going to have a bad time with it. Um, just don't expect like prey or dishonored levels of like depth. Like, there's a lot, there's a ton of interesting stuff to uncover, and just like the that whole knowledge discovery journey is really really cool. But, you know, it's not... Once you kind of learn it all, it's like, okay, no, I've just got to go off and, and execute. There's not... Perhaps not enough there for player agency. And you can make it harder for yourself by just doing knives only or whatever, but, you know, people aren't going to do yeah. that, are they? Um, Would it be... Is it speedrunnable then? I guess it is if you... Yeah, so... You can't... You can't once you know what you're doing, you could you technically do it all on the first loop? Oh no! No, you need codes and things, you, wouldn't you? You've no, got to work. You, so if you knew the, so that's what I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think you can without glitching it, because right. there are there are certain things that you need to do that require a reset, right? In order for to to embed whatever you've done. So I don't. It'd be interesting to know what the minimum, like yeah, genuine, I was, I was like, that's my next sort of like tomorrow in uh, at lunch or whatever. I was gonna have a little look to see what like is yeah. it like two loops? Is it three? Like what's the if you did everything yeah. correctly, like all maximized each opportunity, that would be fun mm-hmm. to watch actually. But you know, once once I got to the plan of like executing it, like, I got pretty good. Cause I did it a few times, like just to yeah. see just to fuck about and like doing it in like pretty quick like under half hour i was like fuck it oh once once you got your plan yeah then, once i was like i felt yeah. like a bit of a a bit of an assassin just like ripping through everyone i was like yeah look i'm absolutely slaughtering you and that's good because what you don't want to do is for it to be like a three hour execution and then you die on two hours 50 minutes and have to do the whole yeah. thing again they've made it so that's that true yeah once you've kind of got it all in place you've just got to execute and you can do it reasonably quickly i'm assuming wasting time I'm assuming as you start killing the visionaries, like in the morning or whatever, I'm guessing that kind of changes the story. Is it, you know, Joe, like they they, they realise they're getting taken out and yeah, start quite, panicking maybe and stuff. That's quite interesting actually, because if you read some of the some of the telecoms between themselves, they'll mention yeah. like that that exact scenario. So that that definitely does happen. Yeah, I like that. Um, right. I, don't, I don't know if it necessarily influences where people will go. Like that seems to be influenced by outside factors. Yeah, but, yeah. Certainly, there's a, there's a communication between these characters, and they will leave notes to one another, like "Colts at it again." You're like, "Yeah, I'm coming. you are right." It could like a more dynamic version could be really interesting. That if you kill someone, you know, kill someone, yeah, that changes where that person will be. So it's not always no. same place every time. No, I see it. So I was um, so Paris I was head. yeah, sort of made a famous now. I was <laughs> I was I was expecting to like finish the game let you and Adkins finish and then be like, so how did you do it? Yeah. Like, it's just not, that, it's just not, yeah. no, it's just not really that level, but maybe for another one, but that sounds amazing, but I guess it's done well. They're not going to change. Even if there's a sequel, they're probably not going to change the format too much. Are uh, they? Well, it's strange, isn't it? Cause this is a Bethesda published game. Um, okay. The last developer to get on, uh, be the last, PlayStation, the last say, arcane game you get on PlayStation. Probably. I think the last Bethesda published game will be that uh, Ghostwire Tokyo sometime next year. But it's strange. It's ironic that Xbox have been struggling for like so many years for like games. Like we've always said it, like they just don't haven't had enough. And Bethesda acquisition will probably sort that on its own. And yet, (laughs) 
in the first yeah. year of the console, the the company they own had already signed up to a year's exclusivity for Deathloop, and it's like now I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be my game of the year necessarily. It might be. I haven't really thought about it, but it's in the conversation for a lot of people. And it's like, and it's so only, we'll it's be on your, Game Pass then, like a year from now. That's the room. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what right. the timed exclusivity okay. is, but it will be then. But then by next year, I'm gonna be like, Pfft. oh yeah, of oh, course. That, mate. Yeah, but at least it's a decent game on there, like a proper decent game. Yeah. Good price for you as well, forty two quid. That's all right. That's because you can buy the PlayStation top ups. You can buy fifty quid's worth for like forty two quid, basically. If that right. Makes sense. Like shops yeah, do yeah, it yeah. quite a lot. CD keys. And instant games and have one. I think I've, I have used them, but some people say be a bit careful. You've got to be a bit careful. That's why Shop Two's normally like I've used them for years for like physical stuff. They like to be trusted and whatnot. But yeah. like CD keys and instant game, I've not had problems with personally. But they will. Yeah, so they. What they, is the pricing then? Is it is it just the first party stuff that is the crazy money? That's it. So anything published right. and made out of like the Sony Studio will be like the PlayStation Studios. They call it. Yeah. Will be seventy quid. Um, the rest is just down to publisher. So say, for example, okay. like Psychonauts 2, that was on PlayStation and it was on um, Xbox, even though it's an Xbox. Again, one of these like holdovers. Yeah. Funny enough, it was 54 quid. Or it's on Game Pass, but it was 54 quid on Xbox, digital only, 49.99 on PlayStation. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you doing, Phil? Yeah. Strange. But yeah, so... This uh, this started at sixty, I think, on the digital store. It was ten or fifteen percent discount if you ordered it before midnight Monday. Yeah. Plus the the whatever you got yourself by for the that's the way to do smart. it if you're on the digital side. To be honest, I've kind of eased. I went out and got the disc console, didn't I? And replaced the digital because now that really the digital one I got because I was like, well, COVID's here. I'm, there's no there's no trading in, so <laughs> there was no point yeah. in buying any. Now obviously that opens that up, but this was still. A pretty good opportunity to get it at a reasonable price, and uh, yeah, now it's there. I can go back to it whenever I want, I guess. They, yeah. If they add like a new mode or whatever, I don't know if they're going to do any of that, but solid eight out of ten. Glad I played through it. Um, definitely had me hooked for a while. I think it starts well, and then perhaps as you as you get more competent, you kind of like, right, I know I need to know what to do now. I just want to get through this and yeah, yeah, push yeah. through and. Like I said about the story, so I don't think that was its strongest point at all. But moment to moment, <clears throat> there'll be a time when you'll get hooked on it and you'll be like, yeah, this is the shit. So, yeah, I am looking forward to actually getting some proper time with it. Yeah, I, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. Um, I wanted to talk briefly. I mean, we ran quite long there just on, on Deathloop and the, and the babble and whatnot. But I did want to chat to you about critic reviews because we're in a situation here where me, you... And Adkins have all gone out and bought Deathloop that we weren't planning really to get until we saw some of the sort of critical responses. And I wanted to get your perspective on who do you go to? What do you look for? Are there certain people within certain outlets you look for? How much substance do you put in that numerical score, which some people say is the most ridiculous thing ever? Other people say, no, it's a good way of being able to sort through games. Like, I thought it'd be quite a good time to talk about it considering you know the 10 out of 10s off GameSpot and IGN which yeah I like they, whether you like them or not they're the two of the biggest IGN's certainly the biggest I don't know where GameSpot is definitely top five you'd think um and that that will go on the back of the box that will go on any trailer now that they have in the future it'll be 10 out of 10 blah 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 what's your thoughts on this this review malarkey and how how the score can influence people and whether it's of any use yeah, um, I mean, it massively influences people, I think, doesn't it? Well, really, are you going to go on except for a recommendation, which is generally only... So, like, for me, with a new game, you know, you can't help... When they drop, you'll see those reviews kicking in. And I like, will talk about it, obviously, within the group anyway. But, yeah, so I would just look at the, the, all the big ones, you know, IGN, uh, Eurogamer, Polygon, you know, all the, the standard ones. And if they come in, like, if they're all sort of talking eights and aboves yeah. then i'm sniffing basically you know depending on the genre and the things um I, you know when these were coming in at 10 out of 10s then i was really sort of like right there's nothing else to play you know i've got <laughs> yeah you know some time and some money so i mean then i guess maybe not so much with games but if i was listening to like a podcast and they talk well it's definitely happened in the past where 
Um, it's, you know, it's not even the individual so much. I don't really have like a trusted individual, but as long as if they, you can sell me a game. Do you know what I mean? If they're talking yeah. about it and they're bigging it up for whatever reason, and they're like relating it to a game I know I like, then I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I'll, I'll give it a go. And they're generally more like the indie ones then, because, you know, I haven't heard of them or they're not going to be like a triple A blockbuster so much, but yeah. So I am definitely massively influenced by review scores. Um, mm. But I guess, pretty much in in the standard way like i don't have like a trusted critic that i think right. oh if they're telling me it's good and i know like people so i think it's ign where they actually put people who like the game and how i get it you know if they've got a history with that yeah. franchise or the whatever then they're gonna put them on it. the civilization game they're not gonna put yeah. they're not gonna put the platformer guy on the dark souls game like yeah which definitely does make sense but also maybe does it's been a bit biased. That's like an experienced game yourself. You kind of want that perspective, don't you? You don't want, of course, yeah, you don't absolutely. Want, yeah, you don't want the rookie yeah. coming to Dark Souls and saying, yeah. "Fucking this system shit," because yeah. you'll be like, "Well, that's just the game." Like, you, yeah, you want someone from that ilk. Exactly. Maybe if you're outside of that genre, you might want someone that's that's not played it as well, so a newcomer's perspective. But I mean, I actually don't read them that much, but I do. No. Quite like, and I don't know if they actually do it, but um, is it Kotaku? Mm. No, which is the Japanese one, the one where they have like oh, Famitsu. more reviewers. Famitsu, yeah, I like that format. I don't know if they have like a outlier who doesn't play the game to make it up. That would be a good idea then to get the. So they have four the people that review it and then give it out yeah. of ten, and it gets a score. It, out. it gets some weird scores the in there, like all the Japanese stuff gets like clean yeah. forties, and you're like, right. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? I do going? like that WarioWare coming in at a forty out of forty. I don't know if it did, but. It's that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. But uh, yeah, I do like that format. I don't know how like the logistics of getting four people. If Sloppy Joe's struggling to get through the game and struggling, like <laughs> I, you know, it is it must be more difficult. But it's it's probably the fairest way. Of, hey, that's the job. In the day, get through yeah. the game. Pressure. Yeah, is it because people like Eurogamer don't do a score anymore? Or Polygon? I don't no, think. they just put. Like, I think. Eurogamer have like essential recommended or not basically maybe there's another one in between it Polygon I don't know what they do now but they, they got rid of the scores but we are I must say we obviously obsess over the scores not necessarily just for you know whether a game's worth playing or not but because we have the fantasy gaming league like that drives the, deal, <laughs> who yeah. wins it so we're always checking stuff um, which gives a, a, a different narrative for us but yeah, I was just I just found it interesting that there was three of us that got sort of baited into this one and yeah. and, and jumped on it off the back of a reception because I don't know normally I feel like I'm well researched before something's coming out and I'm like if this is offset standard and isn't broken I'll probably get it even if it's like a seventy odd like I know I've, I've definitely yeah. done it the Life is Strange games but they don't they historically not scored the best but I'm like no I'm in on this as long as it's not like a technical yeah. disaster that's all I need to know and then I'm kind of in on it. Whereas this was the opposite, where it was like, I don't know what that game is. Yeah, exactly. Who really knows? Yeah. And then it's been given given those sort of accolades. I do wonder whether that will come back and bite them in terms of like putting it on putting it next to Red Dead Redemption, saying, look, these are the same sort of league now. Same level. Yeah, it's true. I don't give many of them out. Like GameSpot, I've only ever given... I've got their article up here... They've only given 19 games, 10 out of 10, and Deathloop's one of them. Wow. Yeah, I know. Rainbow Six Siege got one. So. Okay, well, give me some of the others. Final Fantasy VII Remake got one. Okay. Persona 5 Royale, I've seen that on a few, actually. Persona 5 Royale. Yeah, people Disco love that. Disco Elysium, I've seen on a few. Your favourite here, Super Mario Odyssey. Quite a lot of modern ones. They're all from the last couple of years, really, aren't they? Yeah, I'll go for them all, actually. It's only 19. Divinity Original Sin 2, Breath of the Wild, Uncharted 4, <sighs> Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Wow. Yeah, listen to this. When it comes to, when it comes to storytelling, there's never been a Metal Gear game so consistent in tone, daring in subject matter, and so captivated in presentation. The Phantom Pain may be a contender for one of the best action games ever made, but it is undoubtedly the best Metal Gear game there is. Unfinished. How's it getting like, that? To, to lead with, like, the storytelling, like, that is... That's, I wouldn't agree with that, personally. Journey. Oh, yeah. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Yeah, Bayonetta 2, 
GTA 4. How can you say that after 5? <laughs> the 5's not even on here. Insane, isn't it? You're getting a bit older now. Soul Calibur. I've seen that one a lot. Like that was yeah. That was the big one. Uh, Mario Galaxy 2, not the original. Yep. Controversial in some circles. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, absolutely. Uh, Chrono Cross. Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriot. And then obviously Ocarina of Time. Oh. And Deathloop's on that list. Yeah, that's, that's um, esteemed but there is colleagues like, there. There's the odd one or two that we both yeah. raised our eyebrows at. That's the point of... I suppose that's one thing to cap this conversation off with. It's always just opinions. Like every review Their is. Their own opinions. Like can't take it personally if your favourite game gets an 8 and not a 10 but you can but you shouldn't but I just find them as a useful like temperature check absolutely yeah because like you said if you know the series or you know the creator or you know the genre that is like you said you you, you know you're going to look well you hope you know you're going to like it or you know you just want to know if it's yeah, competent like, technically sometimes that's all I care about like is this a yeah. bug riddled mess like cyberpunk like that was yeah. like that's like the biggest, you know, false flag of them all, really. Like, it started off yeah. PC, and then as the console stuff trickled in, went down the drain. It's like, yeah, like, stay away from this. Yeah. And, you know, f- some people didn't and were burnt by it. Other people were able to sort of resist, but they do have a place. Some people say they're useless. I'm like, they're clearly not. Like, whether you agree no, with no, the opinion or not, there's... There is a level of like competency across most of them where even just like, from a technical like, perspective, you just want to know. Yeah, it off. runs. Yeah, and for me, like say like Resident Evil, the new one, Village, come out. You're I think that maybe that. scored like eighties. Yeah, mm. I know I'm going to get it, and obviously I'm probably can give it half a point more because I love the series. Mate, you gave like, it half a point less. Yeah. Well, I could give it half a point. Did I, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Yes, flat eight. But yeah, sound it now. I like it. It's gone up a point. As it should. It's not actually. It was good, but yeah. Here's some of the games that we've got on our platinum 10 out of 10 list. So we've fucked about the review process many a times, but I can always go back and identify the top ones because there was always a name for it. And you're like Michael Scott on Beach Day, where he's giving everyone grades. Like we've settled now. We settled now. Five stars. Ten point must system with a point five modifier, and then you got the platinum, gold, silver, bronze for like seven and ups. But the platinums were like the ones that we were saying were ten out of ten. So here's what we've got on our list, um, and this is since Dimp started, which was 2014. So I think all these games are post that. So we've got Uncharted 4, The Witcher 3, the expansion pass. That was me because I said that's the best piece of DLC ever made for 20 quid. I stand by that. Next one, Last Guardian. That was me again. Sort of love that game, but obviously agree that it's flawed in some circumstances. Yeah, that's 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 bold. That was this. Yeah, that's not an objective one. Super Mario Odyssey, which I know you hated, but others liked. How's that getting that? Mate, God of War. Who reviewed that? You again? Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great game. You gave it a yeah. seven, didn't you, or something? horrendous no, it was poor well not poor but no, yeah I would not be... it's the highest rated game on open crit is it? again we're using the scores now to justify opinions but <laughs> God Go of War. Going. yeah uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah and then your only your only entry on here oh. Resident Evil 2 remake yeah oh I love that yeah I love Absolutely. it as well I, I yeah. would not I don't begrudge that that's since 2014 so not a lot, really, is it? No, but it should have exactly, yeah. That should be the case. No, exactly. Anyway. Are we handing them out? No, willy-nilly like some of these places are, as we've just discussed. Bloody hell. Fuck me. Right. I do want to just touch on this one last game, because I know you've played a few, a couple of hours of it. You take it away, because I haven't got any knowledge of this. I've done no research. I'm just told it's like a little Zelda clone on Switch. You can tell me the story about how you found it as well, but this is your time to shine. Off you go. I can't remember what it's called, mate. Hang on. <laughs> so you've not finished it, say. as far as I know, but you've done a. Oh, I've hardly played it, but it's, it's just it was the game I was playing before um, F Loop. To be fair, now I've switched off. I should play because I've actually got my Switch upstairs now with me. Like so, before bed, and it is that sort of game you can just jump on. 
Hang on, where's my little picture I sent you? It's got a stupid name. Where is it? Oh, there we go. It is called Agalos. A G G E L O S. Agalos. Some fella just tweeted it and said it's a little adventure game <coughs> reminiscent of the best parts of Zelda 2. Probably the worst Zelda, by the way. It's the. Uh, <laughs> It's like a lot of uh, it's like side-scrolling side one. Yeah, with like a weird overworld. Anyway, it reminds me more of, um, I actually reviewed it here, a Wonder Boy. Oh, uh, yes. The remake. Yeah. Very much like that. So it is like a side-scrolling little adventure with like a hub town. And you go around and there's like little dungeons. Uh, it is very Zelda-esque and it is fun to play, but I would say very much like Wonder Boy and like, like kind of Metroidvania. You know, you'll see an area, you can't get there, you get a power, yeah. go back and you can get there. But yeah, really fun. And it was like literally two two pound fifty or something. Uh, I haven't really got much to say to it except for that. It was really fun to play. I just basically, I've been so busy lately. You know, you just put something down and you just kind of forget you're even playing it. And uh, that's kind of what's happened. But I will definitely go back to it and get it finished and give you a proper review could be a 10 out of 10 well it could be we don't know do we that certainly could be that well i think that's enough yeah i've got very little like i said i've really i've put in about three or four hours got to the first dungeon beat right, the so, first it's, dungeon. so it's like three or four, i was expecting it to be done at like three or four hour mark does it feel like it's does it feel because sh- it seems no, like well, it maybe i'm lying sh- maybe i've nah. maybe i've done half that it three may, well, maybe like a six or seven hour game right. yeah Fair enough. Um, well, I hope we'll call the podcast to a close. Yeah, I've got Burger King to go and get. Yes, mate. Tasty. Get involved with that. Lovely old Burger King. Right. Close it oh. down. Excellent. Right, everyone, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that as we did. Um, we'll be back next Monday. We don't know if Adkins is going to be out of rehab. Maybe we'll plan, maybe I'll book another guest just to make sure he cleans his act up, really. Give him some space to get over this. this, this it's gone wild, mate. Out. Once you started funding him, getting him mics, he's taking the piss now. I know we gave we give him such a good platform. And then since, like, we gave him the mic, like, he's had a load of new opportunities coming through DMs and like, all these sponsorship deals. Like, that's what we're here for, to give people platforms. But it really has gone to his fucking head. And, you know, what do you do? He's, he's bit in the hand that feeds him. Diabolical. And when he comes back, he'll be there to answer for his sins. All right? Anyway, nothing more for us to say here other than thanks for your time. And ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.